2: Greetings, Mr.
1: Mellard. Well, hello, Mr. Benson. <laughs> uh,
2: I forgot. Is there any uh vomiting? Does anybody vomit in the disappearance of Toby Blackwood?
1: No, there is no vomiting.
2: <laughs> okay. I,
1: had to think I didn't think it, but no.
2: I didn't think there was, but it's just that every movie lately seems to have it and really the N T V. there's just too much of it I get that it's dramatic for someone to be sick and they like to show it they like to you know put a tube uh, down on the side of their face and you know have a bunch of (laughs) pea soup shoot out but it's disgusting and there's too much of it and uh, what does this have to do with today's guest nothing (laughs) (laughs) he likes pea soup no, I just, uh, it's, it's just been on my mind. But he is a very funny comedian, Chris Fairbanks, who is, who do you think's known Chris Fairbanks longer, you or me?
1: Oh, that's tough. We've, it might be around the same time. I might know him, maybe. I don't know. He moved out to L.A. when I started doing comedy, so it could be you.
2: Yeah, might be. Uh, but he's in Texas right now.
1: He was. I think he's probably back in LA by now.
2: Oh, okay. Okay.
1: We just did some shows together, had a good time.
2: Oh, I see. I know you ran into him that he was there for a a second because he did like two different cities.
1: Yeah, Houston and Austin. We actually rang in the New Year, did a New Year's show together.
2: (laughs) Oh, did you kiss at midnight? (laughs) Something. (laughs) (laughs) Um Speaking of dates and times, it's Thursday, January 12th, 2023. Let's go to work. Hello, Chris Fairbanks.
3: Man, that was a high-octane thrash metal theme song,
2: right? Like if you were down (laughs) or, you know, if you were sad or tired, you'd probably, you know, it perks you right up.
3: Yeah. Well, or if right as it started playing, someone broke into my apartment and said, right now it's go time. You and me are fighting. I've been mad at you for 10 years. I would have kicked his ass.
2: (laughs) Doug, we have to find a professional fighter who needs some walk-on music? <laughs> they all have oh their God. they all have their stupid song, especially if we could find a guy named Doug. There's uh, gotta be a who, fighter named Doug, in, right? In the UFC and just, you know, just get to him and say, Hey, you know, just play our song. It'll really help us out. It'll do nothing for you. <laughs>
4: <laughs> yeah, do you
2: there's mind? Lots of, <laughs> there's lots of bangers out there for you to choose from. <laughs> but the only uh, catch
3: is you can't go by the cage killer anymore. You got to go by your given name of Doug. Is that? Yeah. Is that okay? <laughs> just Doug.
2: There's got to be some fighters in the UFC named Doug just because, you know, there's probably some kids who have to learn to fight because their name is Doug. Yeah. Um, where are you at, Chris? Are you in California?
3: I am. I've just uh, been back a couple days, and uh, I was in Houston. It was weird. You know how Houston has the, the rain, the type of rain where it floods and everything turns to a river? And then I came right. to L.A., and it was like that for the first time in 20 years.
2: Yeah, it, it does seem like it's been a long, long time since we've had a lot of, you know, flooding everywhere. I mean, there's certain areas, you know, you'll see on the news flood rescues pretty much every every winter or every time it rains, but yeah it's been biblical as they say uh, i saw a late. car
3: uh try and gun it through a puddle and he just floated sideways for a minute and then and then the wheels touched and he drove off it was surreal i actually saw oh. a car, a car turn to a boat and it was a nice bmw one of those hybrid sports cars yeah it was so
2: Whew. lucky to get out of it that moment you're floating must just be like
3: oh okay is that What's happening here is I yeah. need to get the fuck out of this car. <laughs> I, I, I just remembered I'm not James Bond.
2: <laughs> this thing is not going to turn my tuxedo is not going to turn into a wetsuit. <laughs> oh, it's a, it's a, it's a scary, scary business, but fun for you to get the rain in both places. Did was flying a huge pain in the neck getting back and forth
3: uh i i was i'm great on flights i just sleep like a little baby even if i'm in the middle seat and uh so i didn't i do believe i got sick though i i uh took a COVID test and there is a line even though i'm not feeling anything so i'm just hanging out in my apartment knowing that i might be a threat to others Uh, oh no so i think i got sick on the plane but uh really yeah, I sleep with my mouth open and tilted towards my neighbor. This is <laughs>
2: this is breaking news. I, we yeah, chatted I'm,
3: before the show began. You didn't say I'm sitting
2: here with COVID.
3: Well, that's the thing is in the past I've had it, and it, it <laughs> it's knocked me out for a few days because I'm triple. Uh, not that I'm here to do a commercial for the vaccine. Mm-hmm. And I've had three boosters, and I cannot tell that uh, – I, ha- I have it right now. They Usually. should do
2: ads for those free ex- vaccines. You know, they really aren't. Making, <laughs> they aren't
3: making enough free freeness. I have so many <laughs> Pfizer and Moderna residuals coming in; it would make your head spin. <laughs> I that, mean, can
2: you believe it? Could you imagine being in a commercial for something like that? It'd
3: probably run for years. Oh yeah, that's. Oh man, I should Shouldn't have stopped doing commercials.
2: Did you ever do a seasonal one? Did you ever do a Christmas, Halloween, Easter, anything like that commercial?
3: I did a Burlington Coat Factory commercial (laughs) where I uh, come out and my wife had just come in from the BF and she didn't just buy coats. She had a whole laundry list and she said it very rapidly. And then uh, and then she said, and then I got this and this for our guests. And then I'm like, what guests And wouldn't you know, right then, the doorbell rings, and you hear Holiday cheer, and I don't look happy in the face. I am Right, whoever
2: it is, it's probably
3: in-laws. Oh, her parents, yeah. Yeah, people she
2: works with, something that's a nightmare that you have to sit there.
3: Just a gaggle of library secretaries (laughs) and my (laughs) abusive (laughs) father-in-law who hits me.
2: (laughs) <laughs> and, and the bed already is covered in coats. And nobody's even arrived yet.
3: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's the longer... They had to cut the commercial down to 30 seconds, so a lot of the plot points got cut out. But, uh, uh, yeah, so I did. Did,
2: did, that, did. So did you get residuals for multiple years? Did they, did they like bring the commercial back out when Christmas came around again?
3: Oh, yeah. Good question. I don't know if I've ever <laughs> had Because I'm thinking, I don't know that I've ever had one that uh, came back out the next year. Like, I did a tax season commercial for H&R Block, and I really had my fingers crossed, because it was a funny one. That was one that I actually (laughs) enjoyed. Like, uh, the director of Baskets uh, was the director. And so it was well done. And I'm like, oh, they're going to run that again. But that changed my year, this one... H&R Block, just for the two months that people worry about tax reporting. Uh, right, yeah. And, and, then, and just then... that two months, including the Super Bowl, uh, it, it played. Hmm. So my year oh, was just one. like, oh, man, I got a Corvette and fancy glasses. No, I didn't really buy anything, but <laughs> it made my um, year better. So I was really hoping yeah. that that would play again, but it didn't.
2: Yeah, you know, they you know H and R Block is one of those that seems like uh, you come up with a new, a new campaign next year instead yeah, of yeah. just trotting out the old one. But
3: yeah, I, that's exactly what happened. You're right on. What the would money, you do? Doug.
2: What would you do, Chris <laughs> Fairbanks? If uh, how would you feel if you became like a Flo or a uh, Doug in his emu? Like, what if if you became a recurring character in right. a commercial and then that became your your whole life, would you do you think that would be frustrating to you, or think you'd, you'd be happy that you, you
3: I, have job based, security? Yeah, based on the jealousy I have, having had a, a second a callback for the emu guy, uh, <gasps> really? I was in there. Oh, yeah, and I knew <laughs> what a big campaign it was. And I, of course, was thinking about Flo, who that, <laughs> I forget her, Stephanie is her name? Maybe? Yeah,
2: Stephanie Courtney.
3: Yeah, uh like Tig when I live with Tig, she was like, Oh, she's a funny like sketch actor that does characters and now she characters. and this was years ago. She's like, Yeah, she has three houses. So it is hard to, you know, that kind of security. But no, I don't wanna be recognized as the guy with the emu. What if I was that guy? <laughs> well like, that oh, guy
2: that guy, I've, I've, you know, I figured out his name, but I, nobody I know knows him. Like, I have no, I can't get to him because we, you know, we would love to have someone. You know, we've had a few people who have portrayed Doug uh, on screen, but he right. is like really like people probably call him Doug when they see him.
3: You know, he is real,
1: Dougie. Yeah,
2: yeah, he's got a real Doug. I mean, he's stuck with it just like us. So
1: we and- had the emu on, <laughs> but the emu was a terrible guest. So, oh yeah, yeah,
3: just kind of pecks at the microphone,
2: huh? <laughs>
1: yeah,
2: awful. Well, yeah, I mean, we assume. we didn't; the camera wasn't even on, and uh, you know, we couldn't, uh, we couldn't tell what the emu was doing the whole time. Yeah. I personally think that, that that fee we paid was a ripoff, and that uh, <laughs> there was never an emu because even if there was one, he wouldn't have said anything.
3: Yeah, and they always promised a Wrangler to like because they're kind of intimidating once they're at your podcast but they because they're like an angry sock puppet you don't realize an emu's eyeballs (laughs) are bigger than our eyeballs although their head is just like a you know tennis ball sized so when they come into your face martha and i drove have you ever been to (laughs) noah's land uh, mellard no it's near austin you just drive through and there's zebras and and bears and little pigs running around with the bears. It's a bunch of animals that should not be in the <laughs> same course. fence together. Yeah. So there's ligers and, and, you know, tiger lions. And, and then these it's kind of, uh, you know, the, it's a refuge for tigers apparently, but they have all these animals and you go in with feed and drive through and emus stick their head in.
4: <laughs> oh, so
3: I've had an emu like eating out of my hand uh as i tried not to panic because they're like a angry sock
1: puppet Yeah, when <laughs> when we were kids we went through one of those drive through safaris or whatever yeah. and we had a giraffe i think that's that what, what he's
2: describing yeah yeah
1: yeah like and uh we had a not that exact one but we had a giraffe <laughs> that got its antlers the little horn thingy right. like stuck in the car and it panicked and shook the whole car. And we were like little kids just freaking out. Yeah. It was pretty scary.
3: Yeah, we had an emu, Martha Kelly was driving. It was way back when I, I still lived in Austin. And we, we had a bunch of animals on this show that we did and it was a disaster. But one of the emus was reaching into the through the window and a camel from the other side of the car lifted the emu from his neck uh, way up in the air and dropped it on the hood of the car and totally oh dented God. in Martha's car hood. Like, body, <laughs> like a wrestler, body slammed it. It was insane. Oh my God. <laughs> I mean,
2: I just forgot. imagining Martha
3: reacting to it, that sounds like a you
2: know, <laughs> TV commercial.
3: Yeah. Uh, just a low-volume monotone scream came out of her mouth. Just oh. like a, ah! <laughs> 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 but yeah,
2: oh, it, Martha!
3: <laughs> the one uh, not to go back to what we already bad. No, let's move on. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> sorry.
2: I was going to say Martha is the kind of funny where she says things where she knows she's being funny, and then she says things that she just is being Martha and it reminds me it's it's the same thing as i've been seeing with jennifer coolidge lately and that's that there's people that just cannot help but be hilarious even when they're like unhappy and not trying to even be funny
3: (laughs) yeah you're totally right about that because i would we would kind of laugh at martha's behavior and then forget a few days later when she was on stage that she had control of it like a genius person it's like <laughs> oh yeah well and now I feel bad for laughing at her at that party <laughs> look, look how much better at stand-up she is than us yeah
2: yeah now she's now she's sitting on a set watching Adam driver bleed out
3: yeah and, wh-
2: uh
3: oh what what's that what is what is she did, know? you didn't
2: see marriage story
3: uh I did. I didn't yeah. realize she was even in it.
2: Yeah, he. she's like his, uh, you know, she's there to, because uh, he wants custody of kids. Oh, right. So of she's course. there like to inspect his life. And he just, right before she gets there, he cuts open a fucking artery
3: in his arm. Oh, of course. And so he's
2: just bleeding all over the place. And she's Martha. So it's the funniest thing. And she just gave
3: her, her <laughs> standard emu scream.
2: <laughs> uh, <laughs> I no mean, she screams, she's just sort of like, Do you think you should go to the hospital? Yeah.
3: yeah. (laughs) What I haven't seen, because I don't like uh, sexy teenagers, is that uh, Euphoria movie. But apparently Martha's like like a a badass in it. She's
2: like a drug kid. kid.
3: I love it. It's it's so funny. All the times I saw Martha want to stop doing comedy because she had a sick cat or something. And and she would like go back to Austin. She just kept. Now she is on these shows, and she uh, is doing stand up again. I love it. It's
2: she can't run from it. She's too funny. Yeah, it's true. (laughs) true. (laughs) I want her. She loves the Alvin and the Chipmunks movie So I I wish they would uh, make one where where she's like the you know the Chipmunks friend that goes through. Oh my God! Uh, Please.
3: Oh yeah. Yeah, that's a great idea. Yeah, when, she... when she was uh, last time on our podcast, we, I just made her talk about the different plots of each Chipmunks.
2: Yeah, <laughs> she really <laughs> she really knows those movies.
3: He does like the back <laughs> of her hand.
2: Yeah. Uh, all right. So another uh, great comedian that uh, we uh, know and that you work with, Chris, is Karen Kilgareth. Yes. How long have you been doing the, uh, what's it called? Do you need a ride?
3: Yeah. It's kind of insane that it's been, uh, over seven years. Wow. Just cause I remember when we first started, cause we did, I didn't know her very well. We were getting to know each other in the car, but, um, I'm I'm really anxious for us to get back in the car because we have been doing it like this over Zoom since since COVID hit. So,
2: oh yeah, get no back rides. in the car. You I know. know maybe. I
3: re- Is I it tr- bad
2: for the audio if the windows are down?
3: <laughs> no, it's. I think it's still a. uh I, I, We're being legally worried about getting people sick in an enclosed recording space. Yeah, but yeah, but I think we were out of the woods there personally. And, and so I really would like us to start driving again, just because that was the best part is, you know, during any podcast, there's of course going to be lulls. And it seemed like every time we'd run out of something to talk about, a bike would dart in front of us <laughs> or a guy would get punched out at a bus stop or some delightful thing had happened where we'd have it <laughs> redirect the conversation. So, I, I want to get back.
2: What about uh? Well, you know, maybe a more uh, environmentally like. What about uh, doing it on a bus, or maybe how about instead of do you need a ride? Just do you, do you want to go for a walk?
3: <laughs> Not a bad idea. Just take <laughs> a, a responsibly distanced walk, Wherever you know, you know uh, kind of like the Beatles going across the street.
2: Yeah, yeah. But, just, you know, just cross back and forth the same street the entire interview. Yeah. Uh, they that's, uh it's <laughs> a good idea what's her uh michelle balloon used to have a podcast called walking with michelle and uh you i did it that. with her yeah. i did it at six flags oh i uh, thought i was
3: gonna say either that or disneyland I yeah we
2: that. did six flags so i think she did disneyland with somebody else uh but um or maybe it was just easier to go to six flags but uh because Disneyland you know a podcast from Disneyland, you'd be listeners complain about waiting in lines whereas yeah. you go the right day to six Flags is kind of empty so but she would she would go with to a different like thing where you walk around with her guest and she just had this whole rig on her and uh, a microphone and uh, I thought that was fun.
3: It is great and it's there's probably all these different versions. The funny thing is I didn't know that while we were starting that podcast, Seinfeld was doing the same thing on something called Crackle. Uh, and so they, we started at about the same time. His comedians in cars getting coffee mm-hmm. uh, was already like online somewhere. But we, uh, Do- so far, not one person has said, Hey, you stole that idea because we don't get coffee
2: and right. there's no video. <laughs> And, yeah. And uh, also, uh, you know, you've just if let's say you did rip it off, you took out the two least interesting parts because they always have to t- talk about the car and they always have to talk about the coffee. And the guests never have that much interesting to say about it. Yeah. Uh, you know, in the case of the cars, Jerry's just standing there jerking off on it. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it's just like, whatever.
3: Yeah. It's going to get <laughs> okay, <six>. rich guy. <laughs> yeah. This is a Volvo, but the engine is a Mustang. Yeah. only Yeah. Like only Jay Leno would. Get excited.
2: You know, (laughs) just fucking sit down and talk to Eddie Murphy. I mean, that that one alone, I just, you know, because aside from the uh, the sort of slick gimmickiness of it, like, you know, someone like Jerry just talking to another, you know, huge comedian. It's just that's just fascinating to me.
3: It really is. And and the Steve Martin one and to see that those guys are a little more laid-back and light-hearted than Seinfeld like I expect, yeah like, like I really liked Eddie Murphy and I like that he admitted he was kind of frightened to get back into stand-up and not be as good as he used to be all the like admitting vulnerable feelings and yeah I, I really it made me watch Beverly Hills Cop again one of the best movies ever made <laughs>
2: Yeah, uh-huh. he can't uh he can't seem to get back into stand up because you have to you have to start with not you know with not a great uh you know great material. You you have to yeah. start off with but but I think he's so funny and charismatic and people will be so excited to see him do a set yeah.
0: that that
2: just buys him so much. All he's got to do cuz the other thing he doesn't have to do is he doesn't have to make things up. He doesn't have to have opinions about, you know, uh trans people or whatever right. like he, he doesn't have to get into that he just all he has to do is talk about his life yeah and talk right. about like if he just told stories about making any like if he just like Sandals. i'm gonna tell you about making bowfinger i'd be like yep. holy fuck this is gonna be hilarious yeah, you know like he,
4: yeah he's just right. funny
1: he's
2: just a funny dude <laughs> you know
1: pluto nash i want to hear all about pluto nash yeah, we gotta get the behind the scenes of Pluto Nash. <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah he, whatever it takes, whatever whatever you gotta do to get up there, Eddie, but I I feel like he's just gonna keep putting it off and never really do it because yeah. he can't do it the way he used to. And he can't really pull a, a Richard Pryor or somebody because you know he's still sort of got a, a mainstream career. He's still just in big movies and you know, like so he he's not gonna go out there and really talk really talk about, you know, things that have gone on in his life um what does he have a million kids
3: yeah that's the thing I that's think a he's troublesome move <laughs> overtly <laughs> a, wants to do family friendly no swearing no uh, with a with a kiss of spirituality type movies and that's that's uh not how he used to be so i
2: Yeah, there have been some bad ones. That movie, A Thousand Words, where Eddie Murphy, the most entertaining, fast-talking guy, (laughs) is cast as a guy who uh, can't say words anymore. He's run out of words. Oh, no. Yeah, that's why it's called A Thousand Words, because when the movie starts, he's only got a thousand left. And once he's said them all, he can never speak again. Who
4: the oh hell? That God. makes me
2: furious. <laughs> so, so even when he's got a thousand words, he's trying to parse them out. You know, he's not trying to use them. So he's like, it's a lot of pant like a lot of Eddie Murphy frantically pantomiming.
3: Oh no. That's so yeah. worse. I wish
2: I I know, get it right? It's bad him. enough that he talked to the animals twice. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Uh, now I kind of have to see it though.
2: <laughs> uh, no, you just, don't really just watch a clip or the trailer or something, and you'll uh, be like, "Oh, okay," because it's like a family movie too. Like if there was a, you know, like that's one of the things that's fun about His Nutty Professor is that you know when he's that buddy love character, like yeah. J- Jerry Lewis couldn't swear and stuff, but uh, you know Eddie Murphy can. So
3: you know, I even I like know. it when the and that episode of Family Matter- Matters when Urkel Became slick, cool, urkle with dates. <laughs> I love that switcheroo.
2: Anybody, mm. anybody does a Nutty pro- professor parody for any reason. I'm, I'm absolutely behind it because, because <laughs> that first Jerry Lewis movie is so insane. It's insane how nerdy he is, and then insane how he just becomes Jerry Lewis at you know the Jerry Lewis who everybody really knew at the time, which is a guy that thought he was really cool or at least yeah. wanted people to think he was really cool. He got tired of playing the stumble bum and he yeah. wanted to be the cool guy. So <laughs> him just overdoing it in every direction. is stumble It's bug. an amazing movie.
3: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, I, bet, I love it. That's too bad that guy, you know, hated women yeah. so much and was so quick to anger. Yeah. Hey, M- <laughs> Miller, didn't we, we, we watched some, amazing movies at your house and it <laughs> and it was all stemmed from my infatuation with mac and me um the first thing karen kilgariff actually and i ever did is screen this movie mac and me which is a parody of eat or it's a, just a remake <laughs> it's of et it's a yeah. bad
1: redo of et yeah flynn <laughs> and i have a lot of mac and me artwork in and e. you know
2: now now et's retrospectively the parody of the two, yeah. like ET's yeah. e- e- making fun of Mac and me.
3: Yeah, yeah, they feed they <laughs> each other now. But it's yeah. like a long McDonald's commercial. Yeah. Instead of Reese's Pieces, there's Skittles. Yeah. Like it's... everything in it is replaced with something else. But it has that famous that Paul Rudd is always throwing two wheels yeah. on a the 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 Conan. kid in the wheelchair riding off a cliff. Uh, yeah. Just the whole movie is filled with bizarre stuff like that. But then they. Doug showed missed- me there's so much more out there.
1: Oh, yeah, Munchies. <laughs> Munchies is like the Mac and Me for Gremlins.
2: Oh, it's right.
1: Roger there were a lot Korman. of those, actually. There was, there yeah. was uh,
2: Gremlins. had That was back when knockoffs were, like, you know, much more plentiful and obvious.
3: Well, it totally surprised me that Roger Corman was, went from being a sidekick with Tim Conway, uh, you know, rolling his eyes when Dorf would tip over. Uh, to to be making those kind of B-movie. Like he made yeah, the Skateboard then, Kid with Dom DeLuise. That's the yeah. voice of a, a talking anima, animatronic skateboard. <laughs> and Roger Corman's like, producer. It's, it's almost like he got into porn or something.
1: Yeah, it's a weird turn. Yeah, the yeah. Skateboard Kid, if you haven't seen it, a kid down on his luck, his skateboard gets struck by lightning. And suddenly comes to life with the voice of Dom DeLuise. It's beautiful. <laughs> and it's on YouTube. You can just watch it. Uh, Great. I, I Great. Right,
2: but are we are we talking about Roger Corman or Harvey Corman?
3: Sorry, Harvey.
2: Who's oh, Roger? maybe <laughs> Harvey. Yeah. Yeah,
3: Harvey. <laughs> Who's Roger Corman? Roger
2: yeah, Corman was a, a movie producer who produced a lot of B movies. Oh, uh, a lot well, of then, cheap B movies. Think,
1: I yeah. think we saw both of their names in the credits.
3: I'm so sorry. Yeah, and that totally would have made sense, that there was fewer hot rod bikini girls. (laughs) But no, the yeah, Tim Conway's sidekick, that guy. And he's in the movies too, which, so you know I'm not confusing the two anymore. (laughs) Thank
2: God we got past it.
3: You must (laughs) have been so wondering what the heck we're, we're talking about.
2: Yeah, uh, you know, I just I, I don't like to drag the, the corrections department into these conversations, but uh, <laughs> sometimes you want to be clear just to avoid uh, you know messages from people telling telling us how d- dumb we are.
3: Um, um, I love that they Google <laughs> later on and then let you know the actual information in a feverishly yep. long. Facebook, man. Oh, yeah.
2: <laughs> they might include a link. They might include a <laughs> meme of someone rolling their eyes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> or a gif, I mean, they might include a gif. Um, but, you know, I love gifts, especially <laughs> around the holidays. <laughs> but listen, Chris. Yeah. Uh, before we discuss your name, which is because that's what we're here to do today, oh, uh, yeah. I, I, I have a question for you. One more question before we get to that part. And it's uh, about your tattoos yes how many of them are there is the is the first question
3: i technically there's three but uh the third one is a cover-up of the very first tattoo i got so it's kind of two now
2: all right so that's the story what it what was it and now now what is it
3: well it was a i went on a uh, date with a girl that i'd been talking to on uh, myspace back in the day and uh uh we were on the boardwalk somewhere, San Juan Capistrano or something. And she dared me to get a tattoo. I'd never had one. And we, on our first date, got matching tattoos. Oh, of God. A, she's like, you have to get a heart somewhere on your body. <laughs> so I got a less than three, sort of an inside joke, because at the time she texted me that and I didn't know what a less than three. It's like, is that like a ass with a birthday hat? She said, it's a heart, <laughs> you, you dummy. and uh so I got a emoji emotic, whatever uh yeah less than three and then of course that lasted only a few weeks so later on uh for a segment on a show I worked on I I was at a tattoo festival and I interviewed a bunch of tattoo guys what should I get it covered with and it's just a montage of them all saying skull or rose and then finally (laughs) one guy's like how about a band-aid so I'm like, that's a great idea. So he tattooed a band aid covering uh, this representation of a.
2: Oh, so the guy who made the actual good suggestion got the gig.
3: Yeah, 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 and I, it, it was for TV. So he did a really quick, painful job. Uh, <laughs> and we did, we just uh, aired like a, you know, a, a fast, sped up, uh, time lapse version of it. But man, it hurt. And then uh, when my mom passed on my chest, I just changed the subject, by the way. When my yeah. mom passed, I got her name kind of on my chest, like, uh, you know, kind of like a Johnny Depp type tattoo. It says Lynn on it because her name was Lynn. And I I actually like that one. It's just on my chest. But yeah, I've always I mean, wanted
2: to. Well, get- it'll work out great if you meet someone named Lynn, right?
3: I mean,. I- that's happened before. If any Lynn or Lisa, my sister's name is Lisa. It's real hard to date. It's hard to get past the first five minutes of like, you have my mom's name. And now I'm thinking of my mom. As I slowly take off my pants, you are my mother. <laughs> yeah, I can't get past that.
2: I know. But anytime you meet a Lynn, that's got to feel interesting that I don't know how often you meet a Lynn. I don't know if it's a popular name now, but uh, like just the idea of just being able to rip open your shirt and that person's name is there. Oh,
3: yeah, I would be (laughs) it would be the biggest street magic trick ever. People would run freaking out in the streets of New York if I did that trick. I yeah. was at
2: a comedy club in L.A. yesterday, and uh, he was gone by the time I got there. But the guy that books the gig texted me: "David Blaine is here doing magic tricks at the bar." <laughs> and it's like I don't think David Blaine goes any to a bar anywhere without doing. I think he just does magic tricks everywhere, like yeah. on people. Yeah. And they probably not. There's probably not even a wager, and he's probably not even making any money off of any of these people. He just likes going around. Blowing a, people
3: away. He's addicted to illusion.
2: Yeah. <laughs> but also he's addicted to that. You know, the thing that Seinfeld used to say about magic is it's like, uh you know, the magician's always uh, such a dick about it. Yeah. yeah. You know, he's always like, I'm better than you. Cause I can, cause I can do magic. And it's like, no, it's a trick. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you just learned how to do a trick. You tell me how it's done. I probably could do it.
3: Yeah, they do. They do their trick and then look at the person and then like, are you, are you, <laughs> look at them like they're a piece of shit for believing.
2: And like in the case of David Blaine, people just like, it, it's so spooky. Some of the shit he does to people that they it just is. like start screaming. Like the reaction is so big because it's just, they can't believe it. The guy I was talking to said like, he took a dollar bill from a guy and everybody learned this, this, the, uh, the, you know, the, uh, the number on it. And, uh, they, uh, and then and then David Blaine bit a corner out of the, the dollar. So now I'm already disgusted that he's taking dollar bills from you. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then uh, and then he, you know, and then, of course, uh, eventually, you know, and then he destroys the dollar and then the dollars in somebody's pocket. And then David Blaine shows them that he still has the little corner of the dollar in his mouth. He takes it out. And then it fits perfectly, and it's the original dollar, and uh, you know everybody, everybody goes crazy, and it's just like, yeah. So there's a trick to it, and once he knows how to do that, I don't understand. You know, as a performer, what's the hard part for him? You know.
3: Yeah, I really don't. (laughs) I and I think I don't. I always say, "Oh, I'm not into magic." Like I don't. And I went to the Magic Castle, and some guy with a stain on his little vest. Blew my mind. I I was like freaking out. I was I'm way more into magic than I thought I was. I was like, <laughs> and I knew that it was just a close up sleight of hand. I was missing uh, something that he was hiding. It wasn't transporting dollars into other people's pockets level. Of, it was just like, hey, where'd my walnut go? I'm like, you're a witch. <laughs> I <was
4: amazed>. Burn,
3: <laughs> burn.
2: <laughs> they're, they're uh, you know i guess that's why something like the magic castle can exist is because people do come back for more but it's yeah. like i just see people get like they, they seem angry that you know like they just lost a competition or something yeah. <laughs> uh, when, they, when they get tricked you know they're just like the because this guy i was talking to last uh, about last night after i got to the gig he started talking about it and you could tell like It was like he might as well have gone skydiving that day it was the kind of thing where he just had to talk about it some more oh wow uh, because it's so you know what i mean it's it's so you just can't how did how did he do it well it's a trick and you're gonna have to live with not knowing yeah (laughs) or you're gonna have to meet meet a magician who's you know loose-lipped and thinks you won't tell anybody because yeah
3: that's you know, magicians are pretty secretive. Totally. And they decide there's like a as a group, they've decided do not give any of this away. Even if it yeah. gets, gets you drunk, don't tell any. because I've never heard any secrets.
2: No, it's like they have a nerd. Well, there was that TV show for a while where uh, a masked guy would would just show oh, how man. tricks are done and made magicians really mad. Oh. But that was, you know that was the earlier that's the equivalent of now when a comedian goes super hard right just to get some attention <laughs> right 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 <laughs> uh, he was just uh you know a magician that wasn't working so he's like well i'll just fuck up everybody else year, <laughs> i'll just tell everybody how all the tricks are done and that lasted for a while and i think it's because he just went through all the basics you know yeah. all the big ones and then and then after that it it just faded because you know like There's only so many tricks people are interested in finding out how they're done, you know, like a lot of tricks are just, yeah, the guy's good at manipulating that. Like when somebody does a trick with the balls between the fingers, it's just like, yeah, yeah, they got like four of them are like half balls and they're good at moving them around. So it looks like they have five balls between their fingers. (laughs) I got that trick as a kid and I just could not get the manipulation part down because my hands are so small and stupid
3: yeah yeah i've i've been into those in those magic stores where they try and sell you tricks and show you how you do them uh i mean yeah
2: and some of them are just like yeah you could just do it and then you as long as you just also throw in a little gesture like a little flare or whatever like i was a uh a a magician at kids parties when i was uh, you know in my mid-teens i would do parties for like oh you know eight to twelve year olds or whatever that's amazing yeah, I had business cards. and Oh, that's and awesome. W- w- rabbits and the whole deal. Oh, and uh, yeah, and you know, and like, you know, thought I was being really smart, putting the word, word press to digitation on the business card, but of course, spelling it wrong. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> yeah, and I was, uh, I was Douglas the Magnificent. Oh, wow. And, no way. Uh, yeah. And the big finish was just making a rabbit appear in a fiery pan, which is just like the, the lid just has a space for a rabbit to hang out. And it's real easy to do. But everybody's like, wow, a rabbit. And then uh, the kids all gather around and pet the rabbit while I get my check.
3: Oh, that's great. Man. And you were, it's I was crazy just in my hang... teens
2: when I was getting yeah. paid to do that shit.
3: Yeah. It's funny. I think because I uh... used to hang out in malls and drop, caricatures of people or, or paint windows for Christmas like all the business I would drum up as a kid and now I'm an adult and I'm so lazy I just would <laughs> never do that or or even follow through making the little business cards it's like we had so much hope um,
2: yeah but also we didn't have you know there wasn't uh, internet or whatever so you really yeah. did think uh, people aren't gonna remember me unless I hand them this card yeah. And totally. uh, did you, when you painted the Christmas windows, did you tell people that uh, Chris was short for Christmas? <laughs> <Should> I?
3: <laughs> I It was, <laughs> I very much should have had Chris, parentheses, Christmas, Fairbanks. Uh, <laughs> or just spell it yeah, Chris, um, K R I S, like Chris Kringle. But yeah, I did well, we I put got... my phone number up, and then people would call me. That's how I got business when I lived in Austin. Yeah, windows. those those
2: uh people put up those flyers where you uh serrate the bottom into little pieces of uh, phone numbers that people can tear off.
3: Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, it, I, I, I usually do that every time I'm missing a kid. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, nah, come on. Uh, you gotta do something You gotta do something. That's the bare minimum,
2: because uh, you know law enforcement. You're just gonna, you, you know. I've seen the movies. You go down to the station. They're not gonna help you. Yeah. You gotta. You gotta get out there and do it yourself. You gotta
3: hit but, the streets. You gotta yeah. figure it out yourself.
2: Mm-hmm. Uh, that's how all the best. Uh, that's how all the best missing ca- person cases are being solved these days. It's just totally. by somebody who decides to figure it out. Grassroots.
3: Um, that's how they found Jessica in that well. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> we got to do a break. Okay, Um,
2: because this thing is a runaway train and we're we're way past the halfway point. So I'm a a
3: bit of a windbag. (laughs) We're going
2: to do a break and we will be right back. We're back. I hope that was uh, reasonably <laughs> painless for everybody. And uh, But speaking of pain, I want to go back to the Band-Aid tattoo. Okay. Oh. <laughs> so that... the, 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 the uh, baby butt, ice cream cone, heart, whatever you want to call it, that you yeah. had to begin with must not have been very big. No,
3: it was red. It was like an outline of uh... Because I did kind of want a red line tattoo. I kind of like line tattoos if I were to ever get one. Uh, But it was just of literally a less than three. And it was on my ankle, the inside of my ankle. My reasoning was I wear socks every day, even if I'm in Hawaii. Uh, So it's usually covered. But uh, the Band-Aid went over it and he did it so quickly. I'll send you a picture. It really looks like a corn dog because it's kind of shaded
1: for some reason. So it it kind of looks like a penis popping out. It really also
3: looks very much like the tip of a penis, especially if it's peeking out of my sock. It's like oh, a no, little penis yeah. strand that, that lives in my shoe. And they, he, he he comes up for air and people are like, what the hell is that? And I'm like, oh, it's my little shoe dick.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Dick's got to breathe.
3: <laughs> Sorry, man.
2: Yeah. Can't hide all day in my sock. <laughs>
3: But it, um, <laughs> it's because I tried to, it was so poorly done and the band aid was like brown and gross that I scratched it a lot and oh. kind of tried to to get rid of. And I did get rid of a lot of the color, but in the process, I shaded it accidentally <laughs> to look exactly like a corn dog slash penis. So uh, most people so think I have a, <laughs> a penis on my ankle. It's way it's worse. It's either a but,
2: stickless corn dog or a penis. Yes, yes. Um,
3: I've seriously thought about having mustard above it, squirting onto <laughs> it, or just go ahead and just go through with it and get it balls. What? What?
2: <laughs> and it's it's obviously like it's probably bigger than the original tattoo uh, uh, as a cover up, right?
3: Yes, but that's do
2: so you end up I... committing more? You commit more to the idea of a tattoo while you're trying to get rid of another one.
3: Well, what's cool is uh, and he did it on purpose, uh, he kind of let the red of the original tattoo bleed through, so it does look like a band-aid on top of something bloody. It's really disgusting, actually. It's a disgusting because <laughs> it's a bloody bandaid or it's a, a dirty old corn dog or it's a, a <laughs> severed penis. it's it's a real triple whammy in the in the gross ankle uh tattoo. It's yeah, I it. can't
2: believe we've been referring to it as if it's not a severed penis because it isn't <laughs> attached to anyone except for you and your uh, your ankle.
3: I uh, will send a photo after this, and you will laugh hard because it very much looks like a penis right now.
2: Has Karen Kilgariff seen this tattoo?
3: Yeah, it's something that would uh, disappoint her. I I don't know. <laughs> I think early on in our in our friendship, I maybe showed it to her back then. <laughs> But it, it would get a real eye roll these days, except that it was something from my past. Uh, if, if I did, if I got this tattoo like tomorrow, uh, yeah, she'd be disappointed in me.
2: I heard uh, Karen was hospitalized with doing an eye roll one time. Like she really, <laughs> when she eye rolls you, you know you've been eye rolled. <laughs>
3: yeah, it was a neck. There was a neck brace involved.
2: Now, so yeah. how does Karen Kilgareth like, Uh, she's got, uh, like, what's the timeline? Was your podcast with her before she started doing the murder one?
3: Oh, yeah, good question. We were doing, we had, we would had uh, Georgia Hardstark in the car. And uh, at the time, I think she had like a Food Network type show. And they just, while I drove the whole episode, they talked about true crime and both, Found out they were obsessed with true crime, and and during the podcast, say we should start a podcast, and then <laughs> I, at the very end, they're like, within a year, we'll be millionaires. Now they didn't <laughs> predict that, but uh, but that that yeah, they met. Maybe they knew each other before, but yeah, she was a guest on in our first season, and. And uh, as that was blowing up and they were on world tours, I, I was I was really happy that Karen just kept doing her other little one with me. And uh, over time, you know, a lot of those murderinos came <laughs> over to her other goofy podcast, which I always want them to hear it because she's such a hilarious, con- she's like a master communicator when it comes to. Cause I'll not make sense all the time or I don't finish sentences as I've shown today, but she's always knows where I'm going with something, you know? So, uh, yeah,
2: she's, I, she's a smart one. She's yeah. smart, funny. And, uh, do you think she ever, do you think she ever says on the murder show, you know, like, Hey, we got some, uh, uh, some, what do you call
3: your fans of, do you need a ride? What do you call them riders. Yeah, I we got I some think
2: riders.
3: Uh. They call themselves because it's dinar. They call themselves sores Oh but, wow! But that's Damn. not that's not something I came up with. It's hard to even enunciate it. Yeah, but, uh, they're dinarosaurs or Dinarinos.
4: Oh man,
2: <laughs> that's but, nice.
3: Yeah, yeah, and they're always nice, like nice women that listen to podcasts at work and are like really appreciative it's it's great when you're used to like when i go open for doug stanhope that's another doug mm-hmm. or daniel tosh or so you know i used to open for those guys and they'd just be drunk dudes yelling you know catch phrases and and throwing beers <laughs> it was like i don't think i want to become a famous comic like <laughs> especially david tells shows they all he had like quit drinking, and they would bring up Jaeger. Yeah. Yeah. and I was just opening for you know I I'd, I'd stay off to the side, but uh, uh man I I was I was a little worried about you know if you became a famous comic what who shows up but I got real lucky because it's <laughs> Karen. So.
2: Yeah, it's, you know, you you end up getting a lot of whatever it is you choose to uh, talk about. So for me, I'm lucky it was it was weed.
3: Right? Yeah,
2: Uh, it worked out pretty nice. But I could see. You know, in in a tells case, he quits drinking, and 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 to this day, there's probably still people going. Let's do a shot, man. You know, yeah. Like-
3: and that wasn't even his. You know, I he his up was always so goofy and fun. he made me laugh always. He's always been one of my favorites. Yeah, he's but, the greatest. But that show, the the travel show where he, I mean, that was uh, uh, you know, bad for his. Imagine pitching a show That it's like hey good good news I got a show Bad news is it'll shave 15 years off your life
2: (laughs) Yeah Uh, Yeah, I don't uh, I I don't even get the Like the one time Appearance on uh, Drunk History Like the idea of You know where your job
3: is You need to get trashed Right uh that is so scary and gross to me. It was for me too and I when I saw my good buddy Henry Phillips on there and uh he he drinks a lot last night. I don't think he drinks much at all, but he got so drunk on that where he like fell into a bush and uh oh, gosh. Could, it, I it really like bummed he me out. he could have really
2: like, hurt himself yeah
3: or yeah, or it's suddenly it's liver or kidneys, whichever goes uh yeah, yeah I <laughs> uh, you're right it it did bum me out. Uh, to see that but
2: um, it's a funny show but I just couldn't get past I mean they never asked me to do it anyway but I so I didn't have to think about it but I, I just like getting that drunk intentionally <laughs> I, I, you know, I, I, getting that drunk because you're at a wedding or something and you, yeah. have, you end up having too many that's one thing but like to show up and hey it's the start of your day on set we need yeah. you to be <laughs> fucking trashed
3: <laughs> yeah, yeah it's, it's in your contract <laughs> You're right, though. I'm 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 reached a point in my life where I'm like only at weddings or a birthday, or I'm trying to figure out the days where I, you know, will have more than you know my standard seven drinks.
2: (laughs) Uh, (laughs) The old standard seven, please. Yeah, I
3: know. (laughs) Okay,
2: I I I'd like seven, seven, and sevens,
3: please. (laughs) (laughs) Because I love Vegas.
2: Yeah. That's also the number on my lottery ticket that I'm going to stare at while I get hammered until I can't even read it anymore. <laughs> so 50 minutes into the program, let's talk about your name, Chris. Okay.
3: Yeah. Of course. <laughs> Very common name. Yes. 1975 when I was born, I have just in my small town among my crew of skateboarder friends, Just in that group of 12, there was was, uh, four Chris's. Oh, 25%. Holy shit. Yeah. So everyone had to have nicknames. Chris Bacon became Bacon. Uh, Chris Lamb became Slammer. Uh, And I I just stayed Chris, even though I wanted to be CJ. No, CJ never took off.
1: I thought maybe it was going to be penis foot even before the tattoo.
3: Yeah, yeah. I, <laughs> I, I get the tattoo later in life, so it finally made sense. <laughs> I don't get it. I got totally normal-looking toes, and they call me penis foot every day. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
2: uh, what, uh, yeah, it's, uh, <laughs> it's crazy how I was thinking about it beforehand. We always ask our guests, like, did you know anybody with your name growing up or now or, you know, how – how much time do you spend around people with your name? And there's a few people we've spoken to who have, you know, so-called common names like John or whatever.
3: There but, is, uh, there's a comedian actor. I mean, he, is an ac- he was on Hunter and stuff, but he was on these Comedy Central promos. Uh, when I first moved to LA, his name is Christopher Fairbanks. There, oh. there's, a, there's a English actor named Christopher Fairbank that's in like, He's in Batman. He's like the guy that shoots uh the parents in Batman. He's that oh, okay. gunman. And he's in uh, he's like a soldier in the fifth element. He's but he's an English actor that is like renowned. Uh but and we're actually related. But this Christopher Fairbank came to my show when I first moved here and I was at M Bar trying to get on comedy Death Ray, you know. Uh uh and uh, he said, we have a problem because of IMDB credits. And uh, I was like, well, why don't you just keep being three feet taller than me and bald and <laughs> 20 years older? And I'll <laughs> keep just doing stand up and we never had any overlaps, but he kind of became a friend, you know, I I kept in touch with him, but literally my first and last name so yeah it's yeah well why don't you
2: like uh tell him hey oh why don't you you know he could pull off christopher you're not a christopher but he seems like a christopher
3: right i seem more like a christopher he was a older more established kind of he looked like bull from night court it's like a tall bald guy and i'm like you should be chris i want to be (laughs) chris i was actually thinking of changing it (laughs) but um, uh (laughs) I, I, but yeah,
2: I guess Christopher Robin is he kind of a youthful. But I don't yeah. know any any you get the longer version of a name, especially on a British dude. Yeah. You know, like there's that actor Christopher Eccleston or something. Eccleston. Yeah, some yeah. Puppy. I,
3: I um, think Christopher is. Yeah, it, it's just just go back. Chris.
2: Christopher Plummer.
3: Yes I'm yeah, sure all
2: that's... his friends called him Chris And anybody that walked into that sphere Like you ever around somebody That you just think of them by their long name And then their buddies all uh, Call them a cute short version of their name And it feels weird Like to see someone call Christopher Plummer Chris Would make yeah. me uh, freak out
3: <laughs> Yeah like when people oh, I, got a, I got a story about De Niro Anyway Bobby showed up at the, it's like, Bobby yeah. Oh come on
2: yeah, when they call De Niro Bobby, you know that. Yeah, they like, call him
3: little kid names. That's how close. We
2: yeah, <laughs> he probably De Niro would probably give him a look uh, yeah. if he knew he was sitting around calling him Bobby behind his back. Um, so yeah, Christopher, remember. you never yep. adopted
3: that, and no, one, did anybody ever try to call you Topher? Um, uh, Martha and Michelle called me Fairby, and that was one. <laughs> Fairby is one, but. Uh, <laughs> Believe it or not, in my hometown there was a tofer already. Oh, okay, <laughs> I'm not kidding. He worked at the <laughs> snowboard shop. He lives in Bend, Oregon now. He's a good friend, but he was Topher. So, okay. but that was later in life. That was like I was already out of high school. So, I just was Chris, but I'm telling you, I was open. I I wanted to have a nickname. I even asked my parents to call me Scott for. Yeah, when I was like in kindergarten, and they they called me Scott for like a month, and then I was over it. But I always wanted something (laughs) different.
2: What about uh? He never tangled with Chris with a K, K R I S. No, that seemed like that
3: was for ladies. That seemed like at real Yeah, you got
2: to be. Your last name has to be Kringle or Christofferson to pull it off. Yeah, yeah,
3: yeah. And you don't. No one tells you about Christofferson until later in life when you discover his music you
2: know yeah (laughs) when you discover him and bobby mcgee yeah (laughs) oh so your middle name begins with j james yes christopher james fairbanks i mean that you have a classy name start to finish
3: what is it english yeah uh uh very disappointingly uh when we did the forever 21 forever 21 that's a store that wasn't even a joke <laughs> uh, what is it called ancestry thing oh
2: yeah yeah oh, yeah.
3: <laughs> yeah you me and d- 23 you, you mean dupree. dupree
2: and 23
3: yeah yeah me myself and irene when we sent our blood test in <laughs> anyway i i'm boringly just english i'm like it's just yeah I, I thought there'd be some Irish, had my fingers crossed for some Native American because half my, my great-grandpa lived on a reservation in Montana and was part of this tribe. And so we always assumed because of where he lived and how he looked. Uh, but no, I'm I'm just a boring Englishman.
2: I'm going to call you, uh, my new nickname for you is Chrissy Jim
3: yeah i love it i love chrissy jim i love it no one's ever taken those two turns chrissy jim fairby
2: uh i mean fairbanks you know you got that's just cooked in classiness because of douglas fairbanks speaking of dougs
3: yeah yeah uh also a relative however wasn't his real name it was a stage name that he got from his like uh mother's maiden name i think but
2: Still, oh, even the Fairbanks part?
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was like Douglas uh, something else. All right, let's make something. He was
2: Douglas Finch. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, and you've, uh, have you been to Fairbanks, Alaska?
3: Also, yes, a distant relative of mine went there and named that town. <laughs> I did not know that. Did a little research. This guy really? was a vice president to Hamilton, I think. And he, because someone sent me, hey, you should buy this Fairbanks uh, $5 bill. It was up for sale. Uh, But it was expensive. It was like an actual (laughs) minted. It's like getting a commemorative plate. It's like, what are you talking about? But it did make me research that there was a Fairbanks that was a vice president, I think for Hamilton, I, I could be wrong. I'll get a. Angry, that's crazy
2: because uh, I was reading the other day about how uh Anchorage it was named by someone named Chris Anchorage.
3: You're kidding, please.
2: You are, of course, you're kidding. <laughs> should I have gone with Should I have gone with Chris Gnome?
3: <laughs> well, <laughs> I, that's the thing. If we had video, I would I would see it in your eye. I, you, I know, I would see your deadpan delivery. But it, I'm just looking at a photo, and you're wearing sunglasses, I know.
2: right? It's I can't, all it's, it's all a mystery. You could yeah, this could be real?
3: Poker face and through the uh... oh the other day I walked... you were so you were so young and it, I think it was on the A list where you, you did that oh, joke where you are like I've done comedy in five states sober high <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> drunk sober related depressed California and Texas yes thank you and <laughs> I wrote that when I wrote that joke California and Texas have been the only places I uh, that's performed. why I
3: laughed so hard because of course we. At that point, you weren't <laughs> out on the road. It's a great joke, though, and
2: that's great.
3: I always forget that I knew you from that before knowing you in real life, like because I used to watch, you know, what all yeah, those yeah, all those shows.
2: shows. Yeah, there was that's how I am about so many comics. Because before I started getting on those things, like even at the improv, I like watched it all the time. Yeah, and so like when I meet like a Rick Overton or somebody. They weren't huge. huge. He wasn't huge, but he was like, he was a guy that was on any of the improv a lot. So like I was a a huge fan.
3: Even Um, after Mr. Cho came along that uh, anytime I see Bob Odenkirk, he's the guy I saw do Abe Lincoln on on the A-list. And the audience was like, what is this guy doing? And he just, (laughs) oh, it was so great. And I was a kid. I'm like, oh, that's the bad. That's my favorite comedian. That was so weird and funny. I don't know.
2: Yeah, he's he's always been great, and uh, yeah, okay, um, okay. we gotta go. This yeah, is, uh, yeah, I'm this sorry. I, so I, so I, fast. I, Don't apologize. I perfect. trampled all
3: over the premise, and I I didn't give it no, a good name. No, it was perfect. No,
2: no, it was perfect. We you know, oh, in but- fact, we could we could turn you into a two parter because we didn't get to so much of it. But uh, yeah, I'll do that. Yeah, it's not a. Uh, you did a great job. What would you like to plug? Uh, the episode uh, comes out tonight so anything a, like um, this weekend you anywhere
3: um I am in uh many places in March uh Milwaukee uh the bell house in New York uh and another place just go to chris fairbanks.com <laughs> I believe it it's Milwaukee uh New York and damn it I should know, but I, I don't have it in front of me. I wasn't prepared. Also, watch this. Uh, there's a film on uh, all the streaming networks called The Disappearance of Toby Blackwood, uh, starring you two guys. No, uh, now thanks, you're doing
2: our plugs.
3: Yeah, yeah. See, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I was trying to buy time to see if I could find my
1: schedule. but
2: Oh, okay. Well, We, 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 to- we can do our plugs, and then you can do your, uh, your sketch.
1: Okay, uh, cool. Doug? yeah like he said find the disappearance of toby blackwood on all streaming <laughs> platforms uh chris by the way played a weirdo survivalist like me we just got like I, I had no idea it's so weird and he showed me clips it was insane it, it was so it, funny
3: it's so it was the only difference is your guy is actually a conspiracy theorist that is that is wanting to live <laughs> up, and i was trying to get viral and i didn't know what i was doing and had bought a bunch of equipment at REI. But other than that, all the like running and evading ants and all that like it was so funny urine. to see that. It's why we're friends. We got similar brains.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh and find a Fart Safari album near you. Wherever you find Fart Safari album. Okay,
3: Green Bay. Geez, I'm in Green Bay, Wisconsin, March
1: <laughs> March twenty
3: third. <23rd. laughs> Milwaukee, March 24th. It's
2: Milwaukee-ish, yeah. Yeah, Chicago, March
3: 26th. Weird, I was just there. Hopefully they want to see me again. Oh, boy. (laughs) (laughs) Oops, I came back too soon. Oh, boy, it's only been four months. Snafu. (laughs) (laughs) Don't have any new jokes. Oh, I'm a fraud. Anyway, come see me live
2: uh will do douglasmovies.com is where all my live dates are and uh chris we always end every episode with uh the, what will become the title of the episode i say as always and then some phrase and then we post it and it says that and then it says with chris fairbanks so i was thinking
3: <laughs> do i come back you- with that
2: do you have any, well, anybody can really, but Doug, do you have any, did anything happen?
1: Do you need a Doug
2: to make you think of one?
1: Do you need a Doug? What do you mean? Court, <laughs> a a <dog laughs> like, in your do you son? need a ride?
2: Oh, ah, <laughs> you're asking me if I yeah. needed what I was asking you for. Uh, <laughs> do you need a Doug? I love it. All right, cool. Okay. As always, do you need a Doug with Chris Furbett's?